Are you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months. Helped thousands of women shed weight and inches while becoming more confident. And a six times gold medalist in the Transplant Games of America. Get ready for Shut Up and Grind. Here's your host, Robert B. Foster. This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. Public speaking is the number one fear in the world. I started a business during the recession in 2009 here in the U.S. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. I mentor people with master's degrees, with PhDs, and I help people who have been in business for a long time. I had deal with, with the nutrition store maybe a half mile away from my facility, and we, we cross-promote. You know, We help out to give our clients what they need. That's where, where you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point, Happy Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, everyone. This is Rob Foster, episode number 42 of Shut Up and Grind with the tank top wearing phenom himself, yours truly. Right, so today we have another great show. You guys know this is all about overcoming obstacles, crushing whatever life puts in front of you. And I keep bringing on guests that have amazing stories of overcoming the odds, getting through whatever life throws, and getting to where they want to be. So helping me have this conversation. So first, I met this I met this woman through one of my gym members had a networking event. And so in this networking event, there were a bunch of people I knew, I knew one of the other people at the event, and I didn't know anyone else. So Everyone got on camera, started introducing themselves. And then when I heard this woman speak, I was like, I need to reach out to her. And it's just the power of connection. So I reached out to her. And as we're talking, she kept mentioning someone else. And so I I looked up the other person, uh, Shay Brown, and I looked him up, ended up connecting with with him. And I'm going to be speaking at his summit next weekend. Like, it's just the power of connections. It's just insane. 
So any which way, who is this woman I speak of? She is an international keynote speaker, Amazon best-selling author number one in four different categories. She's a menopause advocate that's committed to supporting women to be seen, to be heard, and to get paid for their expertise. Tell me that's not a hell of a trifecta. So let me bring her in. This is Carlika Basnai Menendez. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Rob. Look, I need you at all the things so you can introduce me with that introduction. <laughs> I'll be your hype man. I'll be your hype man. <laughs> look, look, we all need it. We all need it. What's going on? <laughs> Not much. I've been waiting so long to get you on. So finally, the day is here. It's here. And like you said, it's Super Bowl Sunday. So look, y'all never going to forget this show, right? <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Who do, who do you like in the game? Um, I don't even know who's in the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but, who's playing? I don't uh, know Chief, who's playing. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I'm going to go for um, Tampa since I'm close to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. I think no matter who wins, you're going to catch, you, you're going to see history because either Brady's going to win his seventh, the first one to, to win it with his first year in a new team, and at home, and, or you're going right. to get pa- Patrick Mahomes or the Chiefs who are going to win back-to-back, which hasn't been done since the 3 4 Patriots. So either way, you're going to see history today. Yeah, I'm going to watch the halftime show. How many of my halftime people out there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> right. All right, so we are live on my Facebook page. We're live on my business page, and we're also live on YouTube. So, so if you if you mess up any, they ain't no redos. Oh, look, I don't care. Look, let me tell them already. Look, I'm having a hot flash, so mm. ain't yep. nothing I can do about it. <laughs> and we're we're gonna get into that. <laughs> All right, so just give us a quick quick overview about about you, your background. Ooh, so like Rob said, um, Carlica Bass Knight Menendez. He forgot this part, y'all. Yes, all of that. And you're probably thinking like, what? Look, yes, in school back in the day, people used to say, oh, she's stuck up. She's this. And so that was not my reason for putting yes, all of that on that. It was simply everyone would be like, oh, my God, your name is so long. Okay, well, it's just hyphenated because I kept my maiden name um, and then got married. But I couldn't drop it. I had too much attached to it. (laughs) So (laughs) that's where the yes, all of that come in. But a little bit about me. (sighs) There's so much to me, right? So many layers, still pill- still becoming um, through the struggle. So, yeah, I'm 41 um, in menopause. <laughs> <laughs> I am the face of menopause. I'm the number one Black woman in the realm of menopause. And so growing up, we didn't have these discussions. Um, our roundtable discussions were simply... Hey, how are we, we got to love Jesus. That was number one, because I'm a PK kid, y'all. So love Jesus with all your heart. Don't do this. Don't do that. <laughs> um, stay in church all night long. And that, that was okay. That's our foundation. That's my foundation. And so sometimes there was not a balance maybe with that. So yeah. we were kind of felt like we were sheltered. Y'all felt trapped. So I have no street smarts. I ain't never been in a fight. Okay. I will. I'll 
let's get a restraining order or something. I'm not getting ready to fight. But um, I grew up in Norfolk, Virginia, 757. And so went to um, Norfolk State University. And during that time, I was pursuing to be a surgeon. Okay. Um, my background is in science. And so my goal was to become a general surgeon. Y'all, guess what? I'm not a general surgeon. <laughs> 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 I'm not a general surgeon. Took a detour somewhere? Ooh, how many detours, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> how many detours? So that was a, a huge dream of mine to become a doctor because I was just fascinated with the inside, like understanding what's going on the inside. So no, I'm not a surgeon, but in all those detours, I have found the passion to still serve people. And I'm still looking at the inside where the name of my business is Inside Out. And so everything I understand, everything starts in the inside. So you don't just um, get sick. Your cells and everything are already working to combat some things. And so that's on the physical side. But then we can look at that on the spiritual side. We can look at that on the natural side where I had internal frustrations. So I had to deal with my inside first so that that could project externally. Too many times, what are people doing? Wearing masks. So we fix up the outside real good. We patch up the pains, right? We put little patches on, we put little band-aids on, but then internally, we're really not healed. Internally, we're really not free. Internally, we're screaming inside like, oh my God, I know there's more to me than this. How do I know? Because that was me. <laughs> that was well me. Said. Well said. All right, so that's that's huge. And that's a big part of why why we, I started doing this is because people aren't free internally. It's huge. And, th- and there's a lot of reasons why, you know, and we, we both do work in this space where we help people unpackage those internal stories, whether they're positive or negative, but a lot of people suppress them in there and they dress up their outside to make it look like they have everything together. Whereas deep down, those things are still haunting them internally. So, yeah. so let's let's go to what you were saying about internal frustrations. Like, what what were you going through? Oh, so some of my internal frustrations were definitely so. Let's back up a little bit. So, starting in tenth grade, I started. I had a secret, mm-hmm. and I wasn't addicted to drugs or anything. I wasn't addicted to sex, um, but I was addicted to losing weight. I had a fear of being fat. And so that didn't just like pop in my head because someone was saying, oh my God, you're ugly, low self-esteem. It really, it didn't have anything to do with those things, but it was my own perception of myself. And when I even dig deeper into that, it was merely me having control over Mm -hmm. something that no one could tell me. No one could tell me how much I could eat. No one could tell me when I could make myself throw up. No one could tell me how many times I could step on the scale. And I was stepping on the scale 10 to 15 times a day. If it moves, I will break down. And I literally got to the point where I didn't even have to make myself throw up anymore. And so, yes, you do have some effects from the things that we do, but it wasn't till one day I was standing in my mother's floor length mirror crying 
with like this little tube top shirt on. Y'all, that's back in the day when, you know, I had no rolls. So. <laughs> 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 um, but I broke down crying because I had to make a decision. And so how many people are out there, you're making a decision to live or die? Because I knew if I continued with that, I was already starting to pass out. My nose would just bleed out of anywhere. I was really frail. I mean, at 80 pounds, I still thought I was fat. And so, wow. yeah, skin, literally bones. I weighed in with my first child, my daughter, at 80 pounds. And I could remember the conversation sitting there. Keep in mind, y'all, I was a PK kid, pregnant, right? So that was pressure. That was so much pressure. Then I go to the doctor. I'm still fighting the eating disorder. I'm still afraid of being fat. Now I'm pregnant. And I'm in my junior year of college. Pursuing my mind like I'm going to be this surgeon. So this is one of those detours. But once again, this was a secret. No one knew about it. No one. It was my own thing. And so sitting in the doctor, the only words that I remember him saying was, hey, I you have to gain like 50 to 60 pounds. <laughs> mm. Elizabeth, <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Well, you want me to do what? That made, so people in that time, they don't realize how much pressure I was under, still trying to decide, oh my God, now I'm an embarrassment because now I'm pregnant, I'm in the church, I've had to sit down from all of my duties. You know, people wasn't asking, hey, how are you doing? You know, you had people talking about you and all of these things. So I had this shame. I had all of these things. Then of course people, oh, your personality is just too loud. You know, at 15, people was calling me mannish and I didn't even know what mannish meant. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> so they were <laughs> calling me It means like you're, you're loose, you're Jezebel, you're fast. Oh, okay. I said, because I have an open personality. So guess what? That made you just shrink. And then if these are the things you're going to label me when I got pregnant, oh, this is what they were talking about, right? So this must be the fast part. So people don't realize the pressure, the shame, all of these things going on in my mind. So those are my internal screens. Those were my internal whispers like, okay, then to top it off, dealing with the eating disorder, get pregnant. Now I got to try to gain weight, which I mentally, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So during that pregnancy, altogether, I gained 10 pounds. Wow. It cost me because I was in and out of the hospital and I had to quit going to school to be put on bed rest for the whole entire time. And I would try to sneak and like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. My doctor was like, I'm faxing this note over to your (laughs) dean. She is not supposed to be there. And so all of those things, now I'm upset at myself. How can I allow this to happen? I want, I'm supposed to be going to school to finish and then go to med school and then. So look at all these pressures, added pressures, number one that I put on myself and then everyone else around me just stacking and people didn't know. Cause where did I cry at? In my room by myself. Cause when I went outside, what did I do? Hey everyone, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. And inside, I really wasn't. So, yeah. So what are you all allowing? Are you saying to yourself, 
hey, do do I want to live or do I want to die? And this does, this isn't always physically because that eating disorder, those internal frustrations, they could have killed me. Absolutely. Just, that's the grief. I have my own internal grief on myself. You know how we grieve over people physically? Die? I have my own internal grief because I was upset and disappointed with my own decisions. That's powerful. Powerful. So we unpacked a lot there, which is which is good because I want to know for the people listening, like how many of you is, is that resonating with you about the perception of yourself? You know, fear of making a decision, the internal shame, pressure, grief, being alone, crying and feeling like there's no end in sight. Like that's that's amazing. It's amazing. So like that's real talk. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. You know, it's it's definitely real talk, but it's it's talk that people are afraid to have with themselves. Yeah. Like it's the, the fear of being vulnerable. So yes. so instead we put on a mask, we put on this big front. Yeah, I got it all together. But in reality, when you're by yourself, you're you're really in pain. You're really right. in pain. And yeah. that doesn't that doesn't do anything to stop the pain. Like once you just put it out there, it's yeah. like you really are internally free. It's like put it out there. Cause I, I say this at least once every single show. The outside world really doesn't care as much as you think they do. <laughs> they, they really don't. <laughs> it's like, put yourself out there. And then you just, yeah, yeah. are some people going to chirp? Of course they are. But once yeah. you put it out there, at some point, they're going to find something else to chirp about. <laughs> and they'll yeah. forget all about it. But for you, that weight is now lifted. Right. And I think that's where people don't realize having the conversation is time out for us saying what goes on in this house stays in this house or and literally when I think of even the house, if we took it to a spiritual level, your your temple is your house as well. And so how much more are you going to keep impacting inside of you before you say this is this is why I believe so many people. It's not that none of us are exempt from challenges. Right. We're going to I don't care how much money we have, how much we grow in our business or whatever, we're still going to have some challenges. It's not so much about the challenge. How do I deal with the challenge so that I don't remain in the challenge? And so I believe that too many people, we have an obstacle, we have a challenge, and then we sit there. Okay, time to move. You already, look, you already identified that. So what's the next step? Was, and I, so a lot of people don't know the next step or they don't know how to move or we're choosing because I had a choice. I could have kept making myself throw up, um, which would have been detrimental to more of my to my health and to my unborn child. Yeah. Um, I could have kept doing it up until now and I possibly wouldn't be sitting here. So we have a choice to let go of some things. We have a choice to forgive. We have a choice to say, oh, well, it's me. We have a choice to let bitterness build up. So what choice are you going to make? Because ultimately the ball is always in your court. See, and that's the problem because most people think that the ball's in somebody else's court. It's like they're looking for, yes, (laughs) like they're looking for external, what's the word, Uh, justification externally. And it's it's inside. It's like, and again, I, I went through it myself, de- dealing with that, like knowing that I wanted to be a certain a certain way. 
to, you know, to have a certain impact on people, but I was, I was just trapped in my own, my own self-limiting beliefs, my own imposter syndrome. And once I was able to break free, now it's like, you know, I used to fear, fear the judgment and getting hated on it. Like, like I told you off, off air about that thread I made where people are just, you know, hating Mm -hmm. on me left and right. Whereas five years ago, I wouldn't let that bother me. I would have been defending myself. And now it's like, I don't, I don't owe them any further explanation. Mm -hmm. Like I'm entitled to see the world, how I see the world. You know, I'm entitled, I'm entitled to have a different opinion than you (laughs) and and vice versa. Right. It's like, we don't have to agree. It's okay. That doesn't make me stupid. That doesn't make you stupid. We're just people who don't agree. (laughs) Don't agree. And that's okay. So I think if more people learn to respect those boundaries of, I don't have to agree with you. So this is why I often say, you're right. When you're free internally, it is a whole nother level of freedom that, look, they ain't got to like your tank top. They ain't got to like this hair. They don't have to like, they don't have to get with the message. They don't have to, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it really doesn't matter, but you find so many people stuck in that space. And so, like you mentioned, I love what you said, the imposter syndromes, um, all of those things, your own self-limiting beliefs, but too many times we're always doing this. Yep. Well, Rob, you said this and I didn't like it. Not really peeling back what we say, peeling back the onion to mm. say, why did I even allow that exactly. to affect me to that degree? Now taking ownership that, wait a minute, possibly I'm easily offended, but then why am I easily offended? Oh, I remember. So I was speaking yesterday at a conference virtually and my topic, my title was don't make someone else pay for your pain. Yes. I love that. And that's what a lot of people are doing because you decided not to heal. Now someone else has to pay for almost pay for what you decided not to do. I don't, well, that ain't what I'm going to do. (laughs) (laughs) Go get healed and let's be on this journey, but no one can do your healing process for you. No one can walk your, your path, your lane. Um, No one can do your purpose for you. So if you choose to stay stuck, that's not anyone else's fault. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's, it's so true. And like, One of my business coaches, I actually have have it up on on the wall in front of me here. We have our core values and every, every training session, we go through all the core values. And the, like the first one is don't make excuses, make it happen. The second one is everything is your fault. (laughs) It's like, those are the words too. And that's how we start every, every meeting. And, and, and it's true. Like once you realize that, so if you're leaving for work and you hit traffic, it's not the traffic's fault. You didn't leave early enough. You know, it's like once you once you start re- reframing and you stop pointing, now you're fully in control of your life. You know, if you right. say, "Oh, I hit every red light on the way, and that's why I'm five minutes." Like, no, once again, you didn't leave early enough. You know, right. it's like you didn't have to eat at eat at McDonald's because you're you were in a work meeting all day. That work meeting didn't just creep up on you. You didn't properly right. prepare for the work meeting. Thank you. Right. And so and so you don't have to go go to McDonald's like you could have gone somewhere else that serves healthier food. It's like you made that choice. 
You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If we just take ownership and take responsibility, quit trying to toss the responsibility of our own actions off on other people. Well, I'm this way. Granted, yes, my family did struggle financially, right? We didn't have discussions of, hey, let's see how we're going to invest this money. It was, hey, let's see how we're going to pay this light bill. Or we're going to be sitting in the dark, which we have sat in the dark before. Yeah, right. So we didn't have those discussions, but that doesn't give me uh, an excuse or a reason to say, hey, I'm going to be bad with money or struggle all my life because my family had some hiccups and some financial struggles. Um, No. So when we recognize it's a reason why we move and shake the way that we do, I move and shake the way that I do because I refuse to sit in the dark. I refuse not to be able to take vacations. I refuse to not be able to live the life that I want. And so, right, when we get that mindset, I often say, get your mind, your mouth, and your motives together. (laughs) (laughs) What what I do with my kids when they don't know something, I don't let them say, I don't know how. I said, no, no, no. Like, uh, what do you say? Like, I mean, can you show me how? That's what it is. It's like now I don't know how. It's can you show me how? Right. You hear, it's a teachable you hear, moment. Yes, it's, it's, it's teachable moments. Yes, and you hear that a lot with adults. Oh well, I just don't know how to do that. I said, well, let me show you. Right. <laughs> if I show you, you will now know it. Like take right. on the skill. And again, because that, that's another external. Oh, I would do that, but I just don't know how. Then but find someone who does. Some of, them, some of them don't even want to know how. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, would you like me to show you? Um. No, no. Oh, well, okay. Because if you're really not going to be in it, we don't have time to waste, right? So even on this process, our own journeys, we don't have time to waste, but we don't, I'm not rushing the process, right? I'm I'm going with step by step, whatever that looks like. I'm going step by step. So I'm not rushing the process, but some people confuse con- being content with being complacent. Some people... Um, re- think of content and now know really you're just procrastinating and being lazy. Let's be real about it. Yep. You're not just being content. I don't care what scriptures you quote and all this stuff either. Um, <laughs> Paul didn't say be lazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Get up and do some work, but you don't have to complain where you are. So when I look back and start connecting the dots from those from my childhood up into now, I'm like, wow. It's, it's literally just been a journey. But do you embrace your own journey? Well, I think a big problem is just people don't know where they're going. Because, <laughs> like, again, <laughs> as, as we said, as we said before, we, before we came on the air, you know, like, people know that there's, there's a process. You go to school, you mm-hmm. go to college, you get married, you have kids, you work, you die. Oh, sorry, work, retire, then die. It's like, and you, that's, you might not retire. That's because true, too. That's true. Let me tell you, that was my, that was pretty much my effort moment. Yeah. Where I received one phone call. And so times we can have one phone call, attend one conference, work with one coach or whatever that looks like. And it really changes the trajectory of your life, which when you start shifting your mindset, certain things you just view differently. And so I say that because that's when I had my moment, like, girl, if you don't get up 
and make some other moves if you don't get, okay, you didn't become the surgeon, but guess what? There's surgery that needs to be done on women all over the world to heal from the inside out so that they can maximize and become the person that they're supposed to become. So when that hit, I was like, ah, but that moment for me happened from one phone call. I was sitting in the living room. Um, we were watching a movie, eating snacks. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I, the phone rang, but I didn't answer it. Y'all don't judge me because you didn't did it too. You don't even <laughs> hit the client. You just let it go to voicemail. <laughs> and so again, and I was like, man, this movie is good. I'm eating these snacks. I'm with my family. I let it go to voicemail. It rained for the third time. And I was like, oh my God, let me just answer it. So when I answered, hello, they didn't say anything. Okay, so someone playing, hello. But on the <laughs> other end, all I could hear was crying. But through all of the crying, I literally heard two words. She's gone. Uh, and I immediately set up my heart racing, my palms sweating. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my goodness. Because most of my family's in Virginia. I'm in Georgia. So that's like 500 and something miles away. And I'm like, oh, my God, something must have happened to my mom, my sister. Who, 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 who? And it was my aunt. But the significance for me that was a pivotal moment in my life was after working 20 plus years for someone else. And I'm not giving anyone a disclaimer to go out there and quit your job or anything. But after that time, never missing a day, never late. This was the first day that she missed the day that they were supposed to be celebrating her to go. She was retiring and yeah. she had a massive heart attack. Wow. The day of retirement. So it was in that moment. And that's where Epic came from. And I was like, man, I have to get up. I have to get moving. No more. My thing wasn't procrastination. It was perfectionism. Mm making sure all my things are lined up. Okay, I don't want to move here because then if I do this and if... So my my thing, my self-Livington belief was perfectionism. Let me get it all right. Then I'll put it out there. But if we dig deeper with the perfectionism, I was pretty much living in a world of perfectionism practically all my life. Wow. I want to get I want to get back to, to that because you said something earlier that I want to expand on. Is when when you were saying about about women and becoming who they are meant to to be. Now, mm-hmm. it's the like my main keynote speech. That's the title of it: becoming who mm-hmm. who you who you were meant to be. And but the the thing because you know I work with mostly females, and mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard a lot o- over the years. You know, like some pe- people say, "Oh, you don't understand because you're not a woman." I was like, "Yeah, I'm not a woman, but I've worked with thousands of them." <laughs> and I've heard, like, I can tell a woman every step through pregnancy, every step. So does that make you an expert? <laughs> <laughs> I believe it does. <laughs> right. So, so, so anyways, but what I want to focus on is the person they are meant to become. Because I find what a lot of females is they take on other identities, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm, I'm a mom or I'm so-and-so's wife or I'm, you know, just whatever. It's like, you, you you know, there's many different hats. It's like, yeah, but who do you want to be? You know, right. that's and, the part I want to focus on. That is an important question that unfortunately most cannot answer. Yep, exactly. It's as simple as asking them, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Most people look at you like, um, uh, 
So you don't know. So if you don't know what you want. Why do you expect someone else to know what you want? And, and my thing is, if you don't know what you want, what are you working for? Right. <laughs> what are you working towards? Like th- there because, should because be it's a mentality that this is this is what I'm supposed to do until later on down the road. It's like, oh, my God, is this all that I did? Was I just a mom? Ladies, I'm not knocking being a mom because I'm a mom of three. OK, all three of the children out of wedlock, father, son and the Holy Ghost. However you want to look at it. But <laughs> <laughs> either way, I'm not just a mom. Yeah. I'm not just a white, right? And so, right, and I love what you said, who they are supposed to be. Because too many times, not everyone, but for, if the shoe fits, you know, um, some people are looking at TV and they want to mimic these people's lives. And I'm like, y'all know that's TV, right? Mm-hmm. They, get, they get paid to do this. <laughs> this. This is not most of their real lives. Like yeah. this, like they're getting paid to do this. They they want ratings. They want, you know, it's strategy to this. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but right, who they are supposed to be. That is so key because like you said, we take on these, which all these other hats, they're responsibilities. Yeah. It's not the core of who you are. Hot flash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not the core of who women are. So typically, yes, you do hear women, oh, I just wear all of these hats. Well, delegate. <laughs> Boss status. You, know, you, can, you can release some of these hats, but that's why we have to dig deeper into some of these things that we've learned and saw. I often say more is caught than taught. So our children and people around us, people see more of what we do rather than what's coming out of our mouth. And so some of these hats... Right. It's just responsibility. Yes, that we all have because I'm a single parent myself. So I have to clean. I have to do dishes. I have to go shopping. I have to make dinner. I have to do do laundry. You know, um, I have the older kids to help with the schoolwork because schoolwork is different now. <laughs> but but I have what? them <laughs> helping the smaller kids with the schoolwork. <laughs> but it's like, but I have to do, do all of that too and then come on the podcast, run my gym, follow mm-hmm. up the clients. Like there's a lot of stuff I do in the course in the course of the day. But what are you known for? When when people people ask me, what are you known for? They they always say I'm a great father. They say I'm a motivator. I'm inspiring. You know what I mean? So so it's like I have that. That's the central theme. And no matter what I'm doing, and as you were saying with the kids, the kids become what you become in most cases. Most yeah. cases, the kids become yeah. what you become. And so, like with with my father, God rest his soul. He constantly put it put into us about keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Mm-hmm. And like he was a mechanic. Well, he was an engineer. He could do literally anything. And wow. he he never gave up. He tried something, he'd be like, oh, plan B, oh, plan C. And he <laughs> he would try every possible thing till he got his desired result. And and that's what he instilled it. in us. And like that's why I named this Shut Up and Grind. That came from the way I was raised. It's like, doesn't matter what life puts in your path, you keep going till you get there. And, and I love that. It is. Though my family may have struggled financially, those were things that people could see. If you came to the house and the lights was off, you saw the lights were off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> different things, but those other values that were instilled, because one thing, I never heard my parents complain. I never heard my dad say, you know what? I'm worthless. I'm just going to give up. And so some of those other things that people are looking at on the external, 
we we had a lot of great internal things deposited in us that now I can totally re- relate with shut up and grind because my dad used to say, look, we can't cry with spilled milk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, clean it up, get you another glass of milk, and let's keep it moving. Now Come I on, say yeah. those things, learn the lesson and keep it moving. So when you have a different perception of even when things don't work out or you think you failed at something, I don't think I failed at it. Okay, that that's a new lesson. Don't do it that way. Try another yeah. way. And yeah, so that didn't work. <laughs> that just didn't work. Okay, so so next, I mean, think about when we're traveling or something, and your GPS go out. Do you throw the whole GPS or your whole phone out the window? Like, oh my god, no, you don't. <laughs> exactly. You're like, um, all right, come on back on. Especially if you don't know where you're going. Like, okay, come on, come on. You might even start praying over the thing. Come on, Jesus. Now let this GPS come back up. But if not. <laughs> You know you you'll find get off an exit and you can ask someone. So there's yeah. always another way. There's always another plan. And so as as women and men, because I think sometimes women don't understand, men have a lot of the same internal frustrations that we do. Yeah. There are men who've been molested. There are men who have mommy issues. There are men who have daddy issues. There are men who have relationship issues. There are men out there, like you said, who are single. A lot of single men, y'all don't get the props that you deserve. It's like, oh, you know, with some women, look, we got to open up some men. Y'all got to bring that ego down a little bit, bring some more vulnerability to the table so we can have that emotional connection. That's, you know, now we're talking about relationships, but that will be that emotional connection. So I think even in relationships, people are not able to compromise well enough or communicate well enough because sometimes we just don't understand. And, and, no one, go sorry, ahead. and they end up becoming the person that their significant other wants them to be. And I, I've, I've been on both sides of that, trying to steer someone in a more positive direction. And I've also changed some of my behaviors to, to suit to suit the, the other person. That's probably why I'm single now, because I, I just put it all I just put all the cards out on the table. Listen, this is me. All right, I'm I'm competitive. I'm cocky. I'm this. I'm that. I work a lot. And I love attention. Like this is me. Here it is on the table. <laughs> and, like- I, and, I, and you you just would wish that more people would do because we're not here to change people. Meet me where I am. It's not yeah. about you changing me. You don't complete me either because yeah. I, I was complete before I met you. Yeah. Um, but you don't complete me, but let's add to each other's life to say, yes. hey, I'm alongside of you to support you and let me meet you where you are. Because granted, if there are some things that I'm weaker in that I need to work on, be my support Yes. to help me work through these things. You don't have to magnify yep. every single thing that I'm doing wrong. I don't need someone to tell me what I'm doing wrong. I already right. know if I'm doing something wrong. But I find more often people don't tell people. I I told my kids one day, I said, look, when it is my time and I expire, those who you don't get two or three minutes to talk in my service. If you didn't tell me these things while I was here, if you didn't tell me I was amazing or whatever thoughts came to you, if you didn't make me blush while I was here, if you didn't, people say, give me my flowers. You don't deserve to stand there and say what I was. (laughs) That's powerful. That's powerful. You know, when my dad turned 70, we we had a family reunion at our house and I went to my mom and I was like, I think I want to give a living, a living eulogy to dad. 
And at first, she's like, a living eulogy? I said, said, I said almost exactly what you said. I said, why are we going to wait till he dies to, t- to tell him the impact he's had on us? I was, like, <laughs> I was like, let's do it now. And so, you know, I went to my to my siblings, and, and everyone was kind of taken back by it at first. But then once we did it, you know, he was he was up up on the deck, you know, drinking drinking his Captain Morgan, and then so like we 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 had a cake, we had him come down, and he's like, "What's this? It's not, it's not my birthday, you know. His birthday's in January. This was in August. He's like, it's not my birthday." I said, "No, I said we want to give you a living eulogy," and he's like, "Am I dying or something?" <laughs> we're like, we're like oh, no. I'm like, no. <laughs> like just when when that time comes, we want you to know what we would say about you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it, it was actually an amazing moment. And I think and it, once again, it all still goes to perception. It it really does because I'm like, look, y'all don't I will do a video that y'all can play. And that's the only thing that'll be playing. I'll be talking to the people in the yeah. audience. What I do, I'll be speaking <laughs> at my own service. But I said, if people, if you're not telling people now. Why wait? Because anything can happen to any of us at any moment. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, no, I tell people now, look, you're, you're out here doing your thing. I'm so proud of whatever that is, because when they're when we're gone, I, I can't hear those things. So it's the same thing with our gifts. It's the same thing with our talents. Too many people are still sitting on their gifts, on the ideas, on all of these amazing things. And you're just waiting. Yeah. Why? Get out and get moving. Because they, <laughs> because they heard the best things come to those who wait. It's like okay. exactly what do you what like what's gonna what's gonna come to you? You know, you're just gonna get the mail and you're just gonna have the you know the, the key to your future is gonna get mailed to you. Like it doesn't work that way. The opportunity is right in front of you. And I tell people everybody has one of these. Most most everyone has one of these, and they spend yeah. hours upon hours per day on it. And then they'll set it down and then complain about not having enough money when you can make money with these. <laughs> you can make money with one of these to put for people to spend. I love it because, too, and I love where we're discussing the backstory because so many people, yes, we have successes, and it's not that we're downplaying anyone's successes. But it took something for you to get to that point. There's always a breakthrough, even to the next level. And so when we even look at the word breakthrough, there's always a breakthrough to your next breakthrough. Like you're breaking through something to get to that next um, place or whatever that looks like in your life. And so people see, oh, my God, you're always on speaking on someone's platform, this, that, third. And I'm looking at them. But let me tell you where I started. Right on Facebook Live not realizing I was doing Facebook lives <sighs> every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Yeah. They got to start back up. But every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for about probably two years before it wasn't even on my mind to like even become a speaker. Yeah. But when we look back and connect the dots, it's like, wow. So I was already being prepared right here. Facebook Live, (laughs) (laughs) typing up my lessons and different things. So now I have this binder of lessons that I did a few years back that I can repurpose that content in so many ways. So sometimes we, because we want everything like this, 
where people are looking, oh, Rob has a phenomenal show, but Rob has a story. He has a reason even why it's a story behind the name. It's a story behind the next level. It's a story behind his guests. And so you're bringing that transparency and authenticity, which a lot of people miss. Um, because like you said, we, we want everything to appear a certain way. Honestly, once you get to a certain age and stuff, <laughs> certain things with appearance, you just like, yeah, this is how you're going to see me today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that goes back to being your, your authentic self. It's like once I stopped managing restaurants, I said I will not wear a three-piece suit ever again. <laughs> it's like never, ever again. I don't care how formal the event is. If, if you want me at that event, you're getting me at my level of comfort. <laughs> like I'm not doing it ever again. <laughs> well, look, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, so, so that's that freedom. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like if you want my presence there, you're getting me as me. What they get, Rob? This tank top, y'all getting this tank top? Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe I'll put on the RBF shirt with the sleeves, but <laughs> you're still getting me at my level of comfort. <laughs> and I think that is, I think that is so vital because if more people would just meet people where they are, mm-hmm. then I honestly believe people will feel less judged. People will be more vulnerable. People will open up more. Just meet them where they are. And and, you know? and realize, like you said earlier, it doesn't matter how successful you are. You're struggling with something. With yep. something. Like one of my co- coaching clients, she, she's a doctor. She's successful, you know, but like she's having trouble packaging her, her inner story. And I'm helping her work work through it. And I said, I said to her, I was like, oh, I got to be careful of uh, you know confidentiality stuff. But I said to her, exactly. you know, this is ironic that the doctor is coming to the college dropout. <laughs> you know, so when you put it into perspective like that, you never know where your help may come from. Yep. You know, yep. And that's why I, you I don't agree. judge a book by its cover. You sure don't. And and, and if more people get that mindset of we're here to help one another i'm not here to change you i don't have to like what you do i don't have to like what you say but if you're saying something good i should be able to be like yes brother rob said that or whatever the case may be but if we just learn to meet people where they are and understand we don't have time to change people right it's enough just working with your own self like changing the things that you know you need to change or work on so for me to take energy <laughs> and time to help to try and change someone else where I could just offer my help. I can offer um, my empathy. I can offer um, words of encouragement, those things that we can offer to help someone transform their life. So to me, that's that's what we're all here to do, to just be helpers of one another. Yes. But too many people want to be here. Yeah. And look at everyone else like down here and like, oh, no, I'm just here to help you. That's it. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to support you. And because ultimately I can only do and be who I'm supposed to be. I don't even have time to try to be someone else because I'm a whole handful. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So so you are a keynote keynote speaker. You are a best selling author. So when did you first get the get the idea that you wanted to do both of those? So, like I said, I started just doing Facebook Lives. It was like, I'm, I'm a Christian woman, so what, and this was not even on my, the lives were not even on my agenda. 
right? I was just like, oh, okay, that's a nice feature, <laughs> right? <laughs> nice feature. And so God was just like, he gave me midweek motivation. And he was like, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. So out of obedience, I just started doing it. You all, no fancy equipment. Um, <laughs> No fancy equipment. I was put my phone on, prop it on my laptop and sit down and just do a lot. Um, no ring light, no, none of this other stuff. Of course, as time progresses, you add to it. But my point is you get started. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. And so I didn't have any followers. Right. I, people weren't just popping on like, oh, let me see. You know, let me. Oh, her videos. No, I initially started out inviting people, but that got really old for me real quick after day one. That little clicking. Mm. No, I was like, I'm not inviting another person to this <laughs> live. So I didn't. I didn't invite anyone. I would just go up there six o'clock. By 6.20, no later than 6.30, I was done. And then I started getting inboxes. Oh my God, thank you so much. That's exactly what I needed to hear. And I'm like, okay, praise yep. the Lord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and But because I understand that my purpose and your purpose is bigger than me, like it's not about me. It's about me serving and supporting. And so that's where I started. And then I was like, oh, okay you know what? I think I want to become a motivational speaker. Everyone's like, you're so inspiring. You're so motivated. And I'm like, well, motivation is not enough, y'all. You got to be committed and all of these things. And so I started doing my research. Then I got into some programs, investing in yourself. Um, you guys, that's very, very important. Invest in yourself. Why? Because you're worth every penny. I don't regret one penny that I have invested in myself. And so I've gotten the return on that. So it, it's not a loss at all. So it went from there and I just kept being, I call it the CT scan, consistent and transparent. Mm. That's all I did. I was consistent every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Unless when I got in a car accident, I'm like, hey, no midweek motivation. Um, but other than <laughs> that, showing up, being consistent and being transparent. And so Zero viewers turned to, you know, five or 10. And then as I learned more in the business and different things, got a business coach, all of these different things, I was like, oh, okay. So I, I can really do this. So yeah. that's where it just all shifted. So now when I look back, connecting the dots, it was all those lives and all those different things. That was like a training ground. That was like preparation for me to actually take that and do coaching with clients. That was the training ground to say, okay, I've already proven myself in being consistent and transparent. So now other people are noticing. We never know who's watching. Even on these social media streets, you never know who's watching simply yeah. because your character shows up even if you're not in the room. People are mentioning your name all over the world, even if you're not on that side of the globe, people are talking about you. I love what Shay Brown says. He was like, you know, the internet never sleeps. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so think about us. When we can't fall asleep, we looking at a video. We either, for, you know, some of us, our brain seamlessly never turns off. So we're up planning or we're up thinking how I can make this better or different things. But we're typically some of us, we're on the internet whether we're looking up stuff, whether we're on YouTube. So I'm like, yeah, why don't we have content on these um, platforms? Why not? So you never know who is going, who's going to see it. So that's really where I started. And like I said earlier, 
after that phone call, that changed the game for me. So even when I feel like, okay, oh, I'm a little nervous because y'all reality and transparent moment. I still get nervous if I'm getting ready to submit a proposal. I still get nervous um, if I'm getting ready to speak or different things. That's okay. I do live theater. I still get nervous before the curtain opens. Mm. Now, let me tell you, when the cur- curtain opens, it's showtime. Game on. <laughs> Game on. So I'm not going to allow those butterflies or that little bit of fear to be like, okay, I'm running off the stage. I'm not going to do it or I'm not going to speak. But every level that you even get to, you still may have some nerves. To me, that's good nerves to say I'm, I'm still humble. I, I'm still um, I'm still human because yeah. <laughs> I have not arrived. I'm still on the journey. I haven't arrived. This is not it. And so, like I said, when people see, oh, you're you're always speaking somewhere or something. Yeah, but I was in a training period as well. Yeah. And I'm and I'm still growing. I'm still becoming a better version of Carlika Katrina Bass Knight Menendez. Yes, all of that. Yes, all of that. <laughs> all of that. <laughs> see, so so you got started just from making the decision to start. Right. It was it was the same like maybe a couple few few years ago, I used to do a tip of the day. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I do my tip tip of the day. And you know, we're in such a like, share, comment world, and you know, it wasn't wasn't getting much engagement on it. So I did it for maybe a couple couple months, and then I just stopped because I'm like, you know, no one's interacting with this page, so like, why why am I gonna waste my time? And then pretty much same thing, my inbox started bl- blowing up. Like, hey, Rob, uh, I didn't get the t- the tip of the day today. It's like, wow, people actually are paying attention. Right. <laughs> so it's like, just because they may not interact, they're still getting the content. And so yeah. same thing with, with this podcast. I think my first seven or eight episodes, it was just me talking. <laughs> and now now I used to just do, see how it says Wednesdays at 11. I used to just do that one day. And then I added mm-hmm. Sunday. And now I just added Tuesday and Friday also. And I'm, wow. I'm, I'm booking into June. <laughs> and like, like I, I added fe- February and March just this week. February wow. filled up those eight slots in about 36 hours. And then I filled up March's slots. I think it was like three days later. Mar- I mean, March might have one or two left at the end of the month. But I'm booking April's booked, and I'm booking almost all the way well, through. I know who I'm gonna be calling because I just um have started. Will be our first um episode show, whatever you want to call it, will be in March, and it's called okay. Menopause Rebranded. So I know who I'll be, Rob. What yeah. I need to do? Yeah, I'm actually helping some someone. Uh, she's starting a podcast from from scratch, and like we're taking it right from the very beginning, you know. Wow. But just but just working working through through that with her because again, consistency. Because I I hear often, um, you know, number one, people are scared of video. People are scared of camera. Like yeah. some people are terrified. And like I said, I remember my first live. The closer it got to six o'clock, I thought I was gonna throw up. I was like, <laughs> do I really want to do this? But it was something within me said, you know, do it. And yeah. so from there, yes, as entrepreneurs, we do have to pay attention to our numbers, but I'm not so focused on my numbers that I lose sight of the mission and the message. I'm not that focused that okay, if I only have one view. That's fine. Everyone can't show up at the same time. So yeah. that's why we have these replays. If we we can put those in rotation or whatever the case may be. But 
Okay, if I only had five views, okay, guess what? That was four more than I had before. So yeah. it's, it's really that perception because if I would have stopped, I wouldn't have met these all these amazing people. The, yeah. Like you said earlier, the connections. And sometimes I think people are afraid to share connections. Like, y'all, you don't own these people. Drop the name. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, like, what, like what I've been doing, people that come on the show, you know, like I do some research on them because chances are they've been on other shows. And so right. I find the other shows that they've been on and then I pitch them to come on my show, me come on your show. Like it's right. that that's all I'm really doing. Cause I'm, like I said, you're the 42nd one. So it's like, I have 42, 42 connections and chances are they weren't just on my show. So it's like, exactly. you know, where, else, where else are they going on? Who, who are they talking to? And exactly. I've gotten on some other really, really great shows just from the people being on mine. Yep. And, but that's the way, once again, we're helpers of one another. So typically, even with my clients, and especially when I'm like, look, y'all got to share your story because we all have one. And your story may be the story that someone is waiting on. Your voice yes. may be the voice that someone's waiting on. So how much longer are you going to make someone wait for you to show up? How much longer are you not going to be someone else's hope? Because there was someone or something in our darkest times in those transitions of our life that we were finding ourselves or whatever that looks like. It was something or someone, a phone call, a conference, a conversation, a coach. It was someone that took us under our wings. It was someone who said, you know what? Come alongside me. There was someone, even if it was just a word of encouragement. So you know, sometimes it's those small things, but I say small things are big things to me because it's some of those small words that still are up here. And I'm like, yes. So even when I feel like oh, I'm a little nervous and I might not, oh, I'll be like, F it. I don't have nothing to lose. Like, <laughs> yep. yep. And what people don't realize, the, the power of words, because with these five words, I've helped 17 people become fitness coaches just wow. by saying, have you ever thought of? That was it. So, have you ever thought of being a fitness coach? Have you ever thought of being a speaker? Have you ever thought of writing a book? Have you ever thought of expanding in this way? Like those those five words, it just just to put some, the bug into someone's head. And I cool. yeah, well, like, I, I no. have, but I really haven't. Hmm. But I might be interested. <laughs> yeah, and, and and then one of the first things they're like, "Do you think I can?" It's like, "Do you think you can?" <laughs> like exactly. if, if you think you can. I, I can teach you what you need need to know. I can put you on the path. You know, you got you got to get this certification or you got to do this or right. you can package your story this way. It's like there, there's ways you could do it. But the first step is, do you think you can do it? Right. Because if you think you can do it, once again, we have one of these. You know, instead, instead, of, instead of looking at viral TikTok videos, look up what? educational videos. How, how can I get better on camera? How can I write my first book? How can I do X, Y, Z? Like the the answers are there. Or, or the if, you're gonna be, if you're gonna be on TikTok and all these other platforms, quit watching other people and create your own content. Yes, there it is. Unpacking. I'm just saying, your if you're story. gonna be up there anyway, then create your own stuff. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna do this and post this stuff on YouTube anyway, you're gonna watch crazy videos on YouTube anyway, helping them get more viewers and more likes and all of these different things so they can get more money. Then do your own videos. 
So you can monetize on that. And so it's start where you are, though. And I think that's the thing. A lot of people just don't get started for whatever reasons. It can they be compare, self-doubt. They compare themselves to yes. the people who are on Chapter 30. You right. know, like like with, with, like when I first started this, I'm not going to lie. I was like, you know, I'm about to compete with Joe Rogan. But but then it's like, you know what? I, I'm not competing with Joe Rogan at all. <laughs> you know, it's like at his all. target audience is not my target audience. Thank you. <laughs> you know, not think, at all. That's the mindset. If people don't, there are billions of people on there. I'm not going to speak to every single person. I'm not, the thing is, I'm not even going to, even with my target audience, even with, let's take menopause. I'm not going to talk to every single woman on the globe about menopause. Mm. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> that, but that's not what I'm here to do. We have people that we're supposed to impact. And if we get that mindset of Rob can't take clients from me, I can't take clients from Rob. But what I can do is say, hey, I know a phenomenal guy. He has a phenomenal podcast. I can put them in contact. I can make, we can make connections, but that's the thing. People don't want to connect. Once you connect, you build the relationship. Once you build the relationship, now you form partnerships to say, okay, how can we work together where not only am I referring you, but right. Okay. Let me see what I can do on my end for what you do and vice versa. So if yeah. people get out of that mindset of scarcity, like, Oh my God, well, if I introduce him to this, it's not taking anything away from you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If anything, it'll add because people, because a lot of people aren't doing that. People will be like, wow, you, I mean, prime example, I was in, I wrote an article on menopause for um, Purpose Driven Women's Magazine. I'm not going to be submitting articles all of the time. So what did I do? I emailed, hey, any ladies interested, here's the email. If you want to submit an article, what do you have to lose? Your article may actually get chosen. Yeah, I have people inboxing me like, wow, thank you. Um, people don't really, it didn't cost me, it was and I was just like, people just don't, they really don't do this. Huh? <laughs> you know? I said, it's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an opportunity. I had a couple couple of uh, fitness professionals on, and then same thing. People would, would be like, why, why are you show, showcasing your competition? Like, because this isn't a competition. You know, as you said, I, this this over 7 billion people on the planet. Billion. Now, and to put it put it into perspective, The Rock has 275 million followers. In the grand scheme of the seven billion, that's like this many. <laughs> right? that, that's a tiny. There are so many people that never ever heard of that man. <laughs> many many people that have no clue who he is. <laughs> no clue. No clue. You're like, oh, you don't know who he is? I don't. Oh, okay. But if we get if we have that mindset shift of look if you stay I tell people I've been telling people look I I stay in my lane I do my purpose and I mind my business (laughs) like I don't have time to compare I don't have time to compete I don't have time for those things because now those things become distractions yep because you don't know where people started from so if you learn where they started from they didn't it just wasn't like that they've been in some preparation phase before it was shut up and grind. There was yeah. a preparation phase. Yep. Right. Yeah, and, before and, it was Bob the speaker, there there was a preparation phase. Before it was Carlica, author or whatever, 
And I, honestly, just last year, I made up in my mind in January 2020, I was like, you know what? I want to become an author by December 29th, which was my birthday. And I was like, okay, so do I want to write a book myself? But the opportunity, they just start coming. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. So before my birthday, I was an author. So I believe in the power of manifestation that if you can see it before you see it, do the work, connect with the right people, be consistent, be transparent. There's nothing that you can't have. Yep. And that and that's global. That is global. <laughs> Doesn't matter what language you speak, what you look like, where you're from, what gender you are, who you sleep with. None of that stuff matters. If you said you got you got the vision, belief in the vision, discipline to carry out the vision, your exactly. possibilities are endless. Endless. Now, now that doesn't mean you know it's gonna be a straight shot. You know, you're gonna right. have you're gonna have to climb some mountains, you're gonna have to tread through deep waters, all that well, stuff. Like that you stuff said, back. How many detours did I have? Yes. Like I said, I did not become that surgeon, so I was like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like and with me, like I said, I've always wanted to be on TV. Like that that was my thing gr- growing up. I'm like, you know, what what are the Cosby kids? I'm like, I I could do that. You know, like I could do that. I just knew I wanted to be in front of people just either entertaining or sharing my knowledge and what I'm doing now. Like, like that's, that was who I was meant to become, yeah. you know? And so with me, it has nothing to do with money and houses and cars. And like, you, yeah. you, you see, you see that stuff in the Facebook and Instagram ads all the time, all the time. where, you know, people are, they're posing by these hot cars and big, right. big mansions and everything else. And, and I was like, that, that doesn't do it for me. Like that doesn't do it for me at all. That doesn't do it like, for me either. My thing is, yes. what is the transformation? Like, how yes. am I going to impact people's lives and not just, I don't just want to motivate. I want to motivate you to take action. I want to yes. motivate you that you say, you know what? I'm not going to stay stuck where I am. I want to motivate the heck out of you to say, look, I can really do, I can do this. I want you to be motivated enough where you say, you know what? I do believe in myself and there's yep. nothing that can stop me, not even myself. I'm pushing myself out the way and I'm going after it. I'm getting in the driver's seat and I am going, 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 and I'm not going to stop. And so that's why I say motivation sometimes it's, it's not enough people. You got to be committed. Yeah. Right? You got to be committed because when you get all the, uh, you get all those no's or things aren't, Right. Those challenges, even in business, like entrepreneurship is not um, diamonds and sparkles and all this stuff every single day. It's work. (laughs) Yeah. So in my gym, we have a 20 foot climbing rope. And one of my one of my my ladies, she's like, you know, Rob, you know, one day I'm going to get up that rope. I was like, why not today? And she's like, you know, she's looking all the way up there. I was like, you haven't even tried it. Like, how, how do you know right now, today, you can't do it? And so I said, well, I don't know how. I said, well, let me show you. Like I said earlier, I said, well, let me show you. <laughs> so I taught, taught her how to lock in. You know, I said, right, reach up, slide slide your legs up, relock, reach up. Like, now keep going. It's like, keep going, keep going. Ding. Like, I have a cowbell up at the top. Was, she, <laughs> ring, she rings the bell, but her face lit up like a Christmas tree. That moment is why I do what I do. When people have those aha moments. That was a defining moment, not just with the rope. That was a defining moment for her life that, wow, I just did that. Yep. So now, and mentally, 
she'll be like, oh my God, I can really do. And then that, that's that lesson that you gave her, you, why not today? Like I've been telling people, today is your day. Now is your time. Today is your day. We keep pushing off and it'll be the end of 2021. And you still thinking about the goal that you had at the beginning that you didn't even work on. So that was a defining moment yep. for her. That was a transformational moment. And those are the moments I love too. What's the transformation? Did you yes. open up and talk about something that you never talked about? Did you open up and talk about something that was affecting you over the last two decades? That's transformation because now you're freeing yourself. It may be little by little, but guess what? That took courage. Yep. That took strength. And then having someone, you were just coaching her. You were cheering her on. You taught her the lesson and then you didn't just teach her. Okay, now go ahead on and you walked off. You stayed there. You encouraged her. You cheered her on till she rang the bell. Yep. And, That's amazing. And the, the adding on to that, she didn't need anything new. She didn't need to, she didn't need, she need anything new. All she needed to know was the technique and off she went. It was yep. that simple. She made the decision to give, give it a try. She yep. took, took the, uh, the tutorial and then she did the rest, <laughs> you yep. know, and, and she was trying to tell herself, you know, it's my goal to climb up, up that rope. So she thought she needed more. She thought she needed to get stronger. She thought she needed more endurance. She thought she needed better grip strength. All she needed was just a belief that she could do it. That yes. was it. <laughs> and, I, and I love that. So to anyone out there, listen, that's all you need. Believe in yourself. Like believe that you can do it and there will be nothing Nothing that you that's not for you to do, because let me say that everything is not for everyone to do. But once you really tap in to what you're here to do, not yeah. what Rob is here to do, not because you can't do what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do what Rob do. And whoever is listening, we can't do what you do. So when you get that mindset of, hey, I'm not being cocky, even though Rob said he cocky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you get that confidence. And you build your confidence muscle up to say, you know what? I can accomplish that. I can do that because regardless, I forget who said the quote, but pretty much if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, guess what? You won't. It really is that simple. Could I have went on and became a surgeon? Nine times out of ten, I still could if I really wanted to. Yeah. I could. I, I really, really could. But that's not the that's not the purpose right now. That's not my goal. That's not what I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's what you wanted to become, but that wasn't who you were meant to become. But then we would have to dig deeper because is that really what I yes, I wanted to become, but then what was my reasoning mm. for wanting to become it? We can say, yeah, I just want to help people. Okay, but what's your real reasoning? behind it. Yes, I love science. Yes, I wanted to help people. Yes, I was intrigued um, by, you know, cutting and putting things together and all of this groovy stuff. But society, you know, the prominent careers that we always heard, become a doctor, become a lawyer, become this. Yep. I never heard, hey, just become an entrepreneur. (laughs) Never (laughs) become an entrepreneur. (laughs) Or hone in on what you're really good at. So sometimes those things that we think are easy. So I'm an organizer. Naturally, I can organize the heck out of anything. Yeah. But if that would have been nurtured, even back in the day, day, just 
hey, you're a great organizer. Do you know how many people are getting paid just to go and organize people's life and organize their house and organize, you know, their closets? People are getting paid for that. So, yeah. but you don't hear, go out there and be an entrepreneur, you know, go out there and hone in on those things that you're really, really good at. So we find people who go get degrees in all of these things. Yeah. A degree does not make you. Now, granted, if you need it, for your profession, go do what you need to do. But if we really start searching within, is this what I really want? Yep. If we get back to the core of ourselves, and you know, I'm sure you've heard it too, so many women, I've just lost myself. You know, once I had kids, once I got married, yeah, I, could, I just lost myself. Well, find yourself then. <laughs> yes. yes, because if you're lost, your kids are going to grow up lost as well. Thank as well, because I, I I tell I tell tell the women I work with all the time because I hear that you know well I had kids I gotta put myself on the back burner and I'm like no that's the that's the worst thing you could do the best thing you can do for your kids is to find your passion and your purpose because then they're yeah. gonna find theirs look at how many professional athletes have kids who are professional athletes right. <laughs> and and why because they because to be a professional athlete you gotta grind you gotta grind yeah. constantly. Right. Yep. And so 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 the kids are growing up seeing that grind. Yes. So, you know, you got LeBron James and now you got Bronny James about to follow follow up in his footsteps. Exactly. You, got, you know, got Steph, Steph Curry, who was a Del Curry's son, you know, like right. they grew up seeing now, the grind. Can, you know, we can even look at our children like my kids have saw me when I first was doing just Facebook lives. They yep. saw this. So now when they see I'm in a magazine or they see, you know, they travel when pre-COVID, they would travel with me to speak um, and different things. I made them a part of the team because I want you to be exposed. You don't have to follow directly in my path because you have your own path. Yeah. But now it's giving them, like my daughter is 18, but she she's in college um, for in computer engineering and mathematics. But now... She, like for Christmas, all she wanted was money to invest. So now you've been exposed. So now she's in this boot camp teaching Python and all this stuff. So now she's like, oh, I can merge. Definitely my, she's a numbers girl. Why not work with what you have? And so now she's intrigued that, man, yeah, so about time I'm this, like, and so we, sometimes we put all these pressures on us. We put them on our kids. We put them on, and I'm just like, look, Let's cultivate what you're already really good at. Let's cultivate the heck out of what you're good at. And the opportunities are still endless because think about it. You're a speaker, but you're not just a speaker. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Right? You have all these other amazing things going on. And it's like, but I had to focus on one aspect. Let me focus on this aspect. And now I can do this. And now this opportunity is open. Oh, okay. Yep. So a lot of times I think people get overwhelmed. Yeah. Because once you tap in, your brain just be like, all these (laughs) ideas. But I tell them, write them down. You can't do all of them at the same time. Yeah, and most every great thing started small. Most Like most of these big companies started in somebody's basement or in their garage. (laughs) <laughs> like right. that's how it started like like my gym it was it was never supposed to to, to grow to where it got to it just wasn't it was a side it was a side hustle <laughs> that's what it really was to break up the suck of of being in the restaurant all day like i wanted something fun more sports athletic related you know and then we 
we were the two-time Best of Rhode Island winner for best best uh, wow. fitness classes. And like as I'm there at the event getting the award, like like you know my eyes are fi- filling up with it's like I, I can't believe this. <laughs> you know I can't believe this. Like they tell you if you if you don't have a college degree you can't make it in this world. And it's right. like you know and. and and when I say that, it's not to not college. Like my oldest son graduated college. My daughter's in college now. So right. you know, I definitely push education. That's more so f- for the listeners that don't have a college degree. Right. You can still forge your own path. Thank you. Thank you. And and, and once again, because we think about when we were kids, we used to just dream outside of the box. There was no fear mm-hmm. of what we could dream. There was no cap on what we could dream. And then life, you know, you get older. But I'm like, at 41 in menopause and all of these things it's like i'm just reinventing myself to a certain degree like all these light bulbs of what's possible like why not you know whatever that looks like and granted everyone's not looking to be an entrepreneur that's okay it's not for everyone yeah um but whatever that is that thing is for you now is your time today is your day like Rob said, why wait? Start it now. So hopefully today we said something that'll just motivate someone into action, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and the thing too is, is you don't. It doesn't have to be to be huge. Just like you, when you started yours, I used my phone doing Facebook lives, and then people people love the journey. Like I told you off the air before we started, I said people love the journey. So let's take it back from your childhood, and then let's build the story all the way through. And so, so like, but people think that they need all the bells and whistles. You need all the state of the art equipment and the best, this, the best, that. No, what you need is content. You need your, the stories from your soul. When you speak from your soul, people will listen regardless yeah. of the background and the lights. And I mean, yeah, it was good that I was able to add that stuff slowly over time, but I started building the following from sitting in my, my bedroom with my phone on a tripod. That, that was, Look, I told you my phone was my phone was propped up on my laptop and I would just yes. go live like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know what really to buy I'm just like well I'm gonna go live I, I knew that I needed to be clear I knew I needed to be seen because I would look at videos and if I couldn't see people I'm not getting ready to sit up there trying to look at you in the dark or something but <laughs> so some things I was like okay this lighting looks right no ring like no and it's like you said it's great to to evolve but that's part of the transformation that's just evolving but think about if you never started yeah right you have provided a platform for people to connect with you to share their stories to share their truths um and like you said take people through a journey that if you're sitting there thinking I'm nothing. If you're sitting there thinking, hey, this is what my family dynamics are or were, if you're sitting there thinking that I, I can't make it. You have people sitting here right here that say, hey, I didn't start of things that you may see now. Yeah. Um, and then we're surrounding ourselves. I love surrounding myself with people who who are 30 or 40 steps ahead of me. Why not? Yes, that, that's how you grow. Like I keep telling my, my boys, I mean, it's winter now, but I keep telling my boys about going down to the park to play basketball. Like, oh, yeah, but the, those are all older kids. I said, yeah, that's how you get better. 
It's like you get you get better by getting your butt kicked over and over and over. Then after a while, you'll start to learn how to move, how to pump fake, how to do whatever else. It's like that's where that experience comes from. And business is the same thing because you set you said it too. When you start started out, you got a coach. You know, I tried to do it myself at first because, you know, I'm cocky. So I tried to do it myself at first. I'm like, I have no clue what I'm doing here. <laughs> I was like I, need, <laughs> like, I know I have a message. I know I can talk, but I don't know the business end. I don't know the marketing end, the connecting well, I end. My first, I remember my first call with my coach, and I was just like, in my head, I just knew I wanted to empower women. Now, yep. what woman that was and all of this stuff, I was just like, I just want to use my the skills that I already have. I already have charisma. Can't I already have that. I already have stage. <laughs> already, it's the things I already came with. Yep. But I was like, yep, I just want to empower women. That first coaching call, and she asked, "So, what women do you want to empower?" <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> just women, <laughs> you know? And she was like, "No." And I was like, "Okay, well, let me get this pen and paper out." Like. What do you mean? And when she dived deep, and once I really honed in on what does that woman look like? Mm. Right. She's a past version of me. And so once I really figured out, okay, this is the woman I'm talking. This is my, so I tell my clients, I'm like, they're like, oh, I want to get a a website child wait a minute we're not going to get no website no business cards and all of the who are you talking to <laughs> yeah exactly who are you talking to before you start paying all this back-end stuff like i did in the beginning because i didn't know yep oh let me get a logo let me get this and it's like when she asked that that was a game changer for me i was like <laughs> uh, what <do> you mean? <laughs> just women no carlica what women are you going to be in power? Um, and we can't, she always used to say, you can't be married to these things because I've evolved even in the entrepreneur realm. Yeah. I've, I've, I've just progressed and I'm like, wow, because menopause wasn't originally, I used to just talk about menopause because I'd be up there pouring down with sweat, like, oh, wait, y'all, hot flash, hot flash. <laughs> um, but it's it's just progressed. But the opportunities and the women that I'm meeting all over the world just in menopause. But now it all makes sense. So, right, getting a coach, it made it clearer and it made sense. Now you have this journey. Yep. You have this roadmap that, that actually makes sense. So now, no, I don't empower all women because all women are not for me and I'm not for all women. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, it's I can't true. empower the one who was in domestic violence. Yes, I can share, but I don't know. I, I didn't experience that. So I'm like, yeah, that's not, that's not my audience. So typically the women that come to me, they, they're not in domestic violence or anything. Um, there are women who want to get seen, meaning we, they want more visibility. They want, um, they want to be heard. They want to share their stories, but they're scared. Why? Because they don't want to be judged. They don't want shame. They don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want people knowing their business. So we're breaking through that. And then they want to increase their engagement on social media or in, you know, over there, our personal chat, Zoom chats or whatever. <laughs> they want that engagement. So I'm like, oh, this all makes sense. <laughs> this yeah. all makes sense. Yeah. So I'm glad we both got some coaches so we can get some direction. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because 
Because again, mo most people focus on the product and not the audience. And that was me. Like, you know, what what kind of what kind of training am I going to do? Because in the beginning, I, I tried to do everything for everyone, everything for everyone. I'd have a class of you know, like say forty some odd people. There's half men, half women. Like, there's different needs, different different styles of training. There's different strengths. And then, like, once I started narrowing it down, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to market towards moms. You know, because as you said earlier, a lot of moms feel like they've lost themselves. You know, a lot of moms put on some 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 weight that they can't shake. You know, like they're constantly wearing so many different hats. And I think I, I can use this fitness platform to help them recapture themselves. You know, so yes. it's bigger than just weight loss in inches. So it's about recapturing yourself. Like that day with the woman with the rope, I could have just said, okay, great. Let's write that goal down. Let's create a plan. And I was just like, do it now. <laughs> you know, like giving them that aha moment. It's like, it's like that doesn't have to be a goal. You can do that right now. It's like if someone says, you know what? I think I want to start my own podcast. Take out your phone, go to Facebook, hit live and start talking. <laughs> like just, just break, just break the ice. Just get right into it right now. <laughs> you know? Right. And I think we don't put that though. Cause I, I honestly believe the longer, yes, some projects take a little longer with the developing or whatever, you know, but like you said, you're not developing an app. Some of this stuff is already yeah. there for you and it's yeah. free. Some of this platform is free. So yeah. I think the longer sometimes people wait, now you just get into procrastination, point blank period. <laughs> yes. And, and that's where the coach comes in, comes into play. You know, yeah. that's where the coach comes into play because the coach can help keep you on track. Like again, the woman I'm working with, yeah, she's super busy. But like for for the hour that we're we're together, it's like I don't care how busy you are. With this hour is about productivity. So yeah. we to, to, we we need to get this done. So, oh well, uh, do you want to do this or not? <laughs> like that. That's where the shut up and grind comes into play. Like if you want to do this or not, this needs to be done. Well, I always thought. Listen, you didn't pay me to listen to what you think. <laughs> right it's like like you're you're paying me for the steps to get this done so thank you this is the step that needs to be done today <laughs> yeah and that's, what I tell my, and that's what i tell my clients like look either you're gonna do the work or we're not gonna work together yeah, exactly. <laughs> because i don't have time mm -hmm. i can do other things but because i care about your your growth your transformation you didn't come to me because something i look cute on camera that's not why you came to me yeah cuz i mean i'm cute and all but <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I do but, <laughs> <laughs> but right, that's so not why you came to me yeah it was exactly. something that resonated that right here that you was like, I want to know more about him or I want to know more about her. And I want to see because I like what they're doing. But when you, like you said, when we're transparent and you yep. pull at people's heartstrings, your transparency is what pull at their heartstrings and you get them in. That's what it is. Too many even business owners, because I, I watch some lives and stuff or people are like, hey, can you give me some feedback on my live? And I'm like, okay, you were being fake. Like yep. you were trying to say everything right. You was trying to look so poised and this, that, and that. Be yourself. <laughs> exactly. That's, uh, that's what it boils down to. So I know we're way over time. So we'll start, we'll start bringing it down. But like I tell people, I wish, I wish we would stop saying that people fear public speaking because they don't. People fear 
rejection. People fear failure. Because if you go and see a great movie, you have no problems talking about how great that movie was. Because, right. because it's in there. You know what you're talking about. So if, if we say, all right, tell me about about your life. Like, that's kind of vague. Like, some people, well, what about my life? Before kids? At, you know, uh, after I had kids? Before I got married? High school? Like, you know, what, what, what do you want me to talk about? Right? right? So, so the message isn't clear. Like, once right. you get clarity in your message then that mm-hmm. fear of talking goes away. And that's exactly right. what we what we do is we help people get clarity in their message. So like when I was talking with um, Adan the other day, he had said, you know, once we went off air, he was like, you know, I liked how we had a central theme. And he's like, I've been on other shows where it's all over the place. And, you know, because obviously, you, like, I want you to share stories. I added in some stories, but we yeah. come back to the central theme. You know, so so like once you have that part ironed out, that fear of rejection or fear of ridicule, judgment, all that goes away because now your message is clear. But I think to Rob, people, I think even that rejection, we wouldn't, people wouldn't really feel that because this is the thing. No one should be able to fire your story or any aspects of your life to you in a negative way as if they're getting back because if you're sharing it, if you're talking about your own struggles, if you're talking about your own truths, no one can make me feel bad yeah. about any of that. Or like when if you're upset and you're like, well, you had your kids out of wedlock. Okay. Um, uh, so many people online know that now because I share that aspect because there's another woman out there feeling the shame, feeling the guilt or whatever. So the more we share it ourselves, I tell people, if you're going to share my story, just make sure you share it right. Don't miss out on anything. And if I went like this, you better do that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like people, because like, you know, I obviously have five kids and, uh, you know, two moms, both out of wedlock. I mean, I did marry the first one, but the two kids were here already. <laughs> and then uh, the other three, we were in, we were in a long relationship, but mm-hmm. just, just people here. Oh, you have five kids in the first question. How many moms? I'm like, what do you think? I'm just just impregnating people left and right here. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, like, it's like, why is that your first question? How many moms? <laughs> it's like, it's like, my, like my kids, they're, they're very well take, taken care of. You know, like they have everything that they need. And you were on the panel that Olivia spoke on. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, yeah. like you, you saw the, the good head that she has on her shoulders. Yeah. You know, my my younger do, do, my younger daughter too. Like she's getting into writing and doing stories and and stuff. It's like, oh, how many doesn't matter? Teaching them, <laughs> you know. And again, they they see me on the grind, and that empowers them to get on the grind. And yep. that's what that's what it's about. So like when I was managing the restaurants, I, I just started asking myself like, what am I leaving behind? It's like, what legacy am I leaving? Because I'm coming home overworked, under miserable. So it's like, what legacy am I leaving behind for them? It's like, I want to do something that's positive. Like these videos, unless the internet explodes, you know, 20 years from from, from now, these videos ain't going anywhere. It's like, this, is the, this is the key to immortality. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is the key yeah. right here. The more of this content that goes out there and goes out there, it's going to be out there forever. Right, because people look at you, like look at some of the YouTube videos. They're, they wasn't made, some of them wasn't made yesterday or today. Yeah. Some of them like five and six years ago yeah. or even beyond. And they still there and people are still watching them. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I, I put out a video, how to do push-ups. It was the most generic video. It was shot on an old school phone. This was back in 2011, I believe. So it was on an old school phone. I think that video has the most views out of any of any of mine on YouTube. It's got it's got like 70,000 views on how to do a push-up. <laughs> that, was- that goes into, because sometimes we overthink. Like people yeah. overthink and think, okay, I, I need all this stuff. I got to have my scene right. And people on those videos could care less. I think about YouTube videos that I'll click on mm-hmm. if I'm look, trying to learn something. And you have all these glitz and glam and all this stuff going on. And I get visibility, I get presentation. But look, can I, I'm a busy woman. I just want to learn what I want to learn, see if I. Yeah. My thing is be engaging. It was like, okay, today I'm going to show you how to start a podcast. <laughs> the first thing you need, right? Look, click. <laughs> it's like you need presence, you need energy, you, got, you need passion, and you need authenticity. Like, yes. like if you got those four things, you will do just fine as as a speaker. Yes. Like last last quick quick story here, then we'll then we'll wrap it up. And I'm gonna have to have you on again because we didn't even though we spoke an hour and a half, we still didn't really talk pause. We didn't get into the books. <laughs> you know, like we didn't get into any of that stuff. But I was um oh, I lost my train of thought. Damn it! <laughs> what the hell was I talking about? Are you menopausal right. too? <laughs> I, I might be. I might be. Yeah, I, I completely, I completely forgot what I was gonna say. So, anyways, I guess that just means it's time to end. All right. So, give us, give us a final word here. So, final word would just be: when you change your perspective, you change your life. And so, everything that we look at and how you view you is going to be your next step. So, change your perspective, and then I can guarantee things in your life. How can I guarantee? Because I'm I'm there. When I changed my perspective, things started to change in my life. And so believe in yourself, get up, get moving. Like Rob says, shut up and grind. Quit cl- complaining and crying and woe is me and all of these things. Get up, get moving. Why? Because now is your time. Today is your day. Right now is your time and today is your day. So Rob, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Always have a blast with you. Always, always. <laughs> Thank you. Likewise. Absolutely. Yep. Great, great show. So thank you very much for, for joining us. All right. So don't don't sign off yet. All right. So, so we went a little over. Those of you that, that um, hung in there for the whole time, thank you. Appreciate it. And um, if you're just tuning in now, like you'll want to go back, catch the replay because we dropped a lot of golden nuggets in here. So even though our theme is the same, bring it on each guest with different perspectives. And then just find the perspective that works for you. And then find something that resonates, move, move in on it. One thing that she mentioned earlier was about perfectionism holding her back. You don't need perfection. All you need is the decision to start. Because once you start, you get the ball rolling, and then other doors are going to open for you. So, like I said, w- when I started, I just had some medals and stuff on the wall in my bedroom with my, with my phone. And then just over time, you can start to upgrade. And it doesn't matter whatever it is you want to do. So like right now, say if you're a cook and you want to open up your own restaurant, you know, just start putting the ball in motion now. If you want to become a writer, start writing. If you want to write a book, find someone to guide you how to write your book. You know, but the biggest thing is, is that you were put on this earth not, not to get a fancy car, not to get a house, not to travel. All those things are great but you were put here to help other people. 
no matter what topic that is, you are here to help other people. So tap into what's hiding inside of you that you can share with the world that can impact lives around the globe. So with that, we're signing off. Thank you very much. I'll be back on Tuesday with Jill. Have yourself a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at robert underscore b underscore foster. On Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.